we are honored uh, just to be in to be able to be in space together uh, father i pray this morning uh, that you would uh, teach us um, how to spend time with you and so as we uh, share um, the things that we need to th- how do we to think about that well uh, father i pray that we would um, be open with one another about what that has looked like for us uh, what victories we've had in that um, how how excited we are to do that with you when we do or um, just whatever frustrations we've had or what uh, what quite hasn't worked for us and so father i pray that you would help us share all of that and that would be um, honoring to you and that we would be uh, really excited uh, to spend time with you um, as we leave here to do that better and we pray these things in christ's name amen all right all right so um so as we're thinking about how uh, to spend time with God, I have a couple questions uh, that I want you guys uh, that that uh, in talking with people about this, these are some types. These are some of the types of questions that they have uh, when coming about uh, when thinking about this idea. And so, Perry, where's she at? Is she over there by herself, or does Renee have her? Okay, all right. So is Renee Renee's making her cry. All right. Uh, so these are some questions uh, that I uh, often get um, when talking with students. I'm sure uh, you've had conversations with these. I want you to uh, just real quick around your tables, what other questions come up as it relates to like why it's difficult to spend time with God or why it's not meaningful each time or just whatever, whatever issues there are. Um, yeah, just share those around your table, maybe even ones that you've heard from other folks about what it looks like to spend time with the Lord. All right, so do a minute and I'll call you back. These are just like starting starter questions. You don't have to answer them, just what other questions? Besides these questions, um, what questions uh, have you, do you have uh, yourself about spending time with him or the difficulties that you've experienced? I'm gonna write them down on my fancy little pad here. Yeah. Why does my time with the Lord feel like it's not working? Okay. Excellent question. All right, somebody else. How do I like uncomplicate the time spent? Yeah. Who's like a a good complicator of things? Anybody else do that really well? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How do we make the most out of it? Great. So here is. Somewhat of a thought experiment that I want you to uh, kind of work through uh, by yourself. So, all right, so let's say hypothetically that this is you, okay? So um, you have a bunch of needs. That's not any of you, right? Like nobody, none of you have like any real needs? Yeah, I thought so. So let's say this is hypothetical. Let's say you have a bunch of needs, right? Emotional, physical, spiritual. You have a lot to learn all the time. Is this, any, is this anybody here as well? Like, you're like, no, I know everything. So I know I do. I need to have a lot to learn all the time. Um, you have people to care for, right? So you have like siblings, you have friends, you have a uh, significant other. Uh, so you have persons, uh, there are persons, uh, you have many people to care for. Um, and what if, so if, that, if that's true of you, what if there is a person uh, who could meet those needs, right? To teach you all the things that you need to know, um, teach you all the things that you don't know and support you while you care for others, right? That would be good. So the first premise I wanted to kind of talk to you about is this idea of what God can be to us 
and what we let him be to us. All right. And so this is going to um, be really important to wrap our heads around what it looks like to spend time with him and choosing the things that we do when we spend time with him. Okay. So everybody with me, right? So here's the, um, here is the, the two questions that I want you to answer again around your table just for a minute. So if such a person existed, okay, that, so you have, you have lots of needs, you have people to care for, um, you have things that you don't know, um, and then there's a person that can meet all those needs. Now, if that person existed, how much time would you spend with that person, okay? And what would you do when you did? And this is an actual person, all right? So I want you to think about that. All right, so talk around your tables. How would you answer those two questions? How much time would I spend with that person? And what would you do when you did? All right. So did we, uh, we kick that around a little bit? All right, so here are a few other items that could get the juices flowing. Would you do one thing? All right, if you're spending, if this person exists, how much time will you spend with them? What would you do? Would you do the same thing when you're spending time with that person, right? So like if we're going on a date, we just go to the movies every single time, right? So it's like, yes, we would. Uh, would you ask questions or would you listen um, while they talked? Uh, would you want one-on-one uh, -on -one time or for that to be like in a group? Like if that person, a person existed, questions, questions like that. So what did you... What did y'all come up with? How much time would you spend with that person if that person existed? How often would you want to spend time with them? A lot of time. Okay. A lot of time, right? So why? Why would, if that person can meet these needs, why would we want to spend time with them? Because then you don't have problems with them. Okay. So some, well, so not all the problems, but <laughs> some things would be alleviated. Ab absolutely. Um, what would you do when you spent time with them? Because you have access, right? So a lot of times we don't have, hey, I have, I have this friend, I have this significant other, you know, we just kind of hang out together. Are we intentional about the time that we spend, right? What would we do with this, such a person that can meet our needs, teach us a bunch of stuff, and support us as we cared for others? Listen, Listen? okay. Cameron? Ask, Ask a lot of questions, absolutely. So write, that, write those things down, okay? Ask a lot of questions. All right. Somebody else. What would you do? These aren't hard. Go ahead. Yeah, be totally honest. Uh, that would be helpful. What else? Keep them coming. Just kind of popcorn. What are some other things that we might do uh, if we had access to such a person? Be vulnerable. Yeah. Be honest, vulnerable. Ask questions. Spend a bunch of time. Observe what they do. Yep. Others? Try to like them. Okay, try to become like them. All right, in a minute I'll stop asking you questions. All right, but I do have a few more. I like that it gets the juices flowing. Or somebody are like, my just head hurts. I don't, I stop asking all these questions. All right, so we'll see if this is fair. But I want you to answer honestly, uh, just to your table real quick. Is reading the Bible spending time with God? Why or why not? And if it is, how? So to your question, it can be. So what do you think? I'd 
All right, I am so curious about this answer to this question. <laughs> so this is not a trick question. This is not like whatever you do, and I'm gonna like kind of, I don't have a buzzer up here. So I really just want to know what you think. Um, all right, Gorilla. Um, we said that you can is, like okay. if you like read and like retain it, like you okay. actually like, you know, like retain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the hand motion, yes. And like you don't just like read it and like it goes like through your head, you know? Okay, so if, so, so she's qualifying, it's like I think it is, if we read it and it, uh, it like stays with us, okay? That's good. I don't think you can feel God and read the Bible at the same time. Okay. Why not? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in that, so in, in your idea, we want to say like the reading the Bible is, is, is great. Okay, we want to make sure that we're making, we're at that place. We want to distinguish it between spending time with God, right, and like when we're not, and we think we are. So, great. All right, somebody else. We had, yep. You have to read it with the heart of what is God trying to show me instead of what am I trying to learn. Okay, so another way, like, hey, here's another distinction for me. Good. Okay. Yeah, keep them coming. What are your thoughts? I think there's definitely a difference between just reading the scripture and yep. reading it and allowing the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to what it has to say. There is. There is. So, so here's the takeaway right, that as we're thinking about the things that we do, we need to be much more thoughtful, right, about what we're doing and what they are doing, right? So as I enter into reading scripture, I need to, I need to, uh, we'll, we'll look at uh, some, some kind of tasks uh, to do, but there, there is a, um, I think there's a, is there a difference between learning about someone, right, or spending time with them, right, and the benefits thereof, okay? And so for a lot, particularly as we're reading the Bible and it's not something we're familiar with, there's, something, there's a difference between being familiar with what I'm reading by way of reminder or using that in some way, right, to engage with God, or like I'm, I'm kind of in a learning session, right? And so when I'm in a learning session, like he, God can speak to me, he can talk to me, but I want to distinguish like what those two things are doing. Both of them are really good, but I don't want to learn about God to the exclusion of being with him, right? So we want to we keep the one, but add the other. So really good feedback. All right, so we're going to look at uh, two scriptures real quick. Just, that if you're uh, unaware of these, I just want you to um, make sure that uh, they are known to you. So the first is Jeremiah 9.24. And he talks about um, not boasting, but when we do, like here is what the prophet tells us, reminds us, like, this is worth boasting in. Right? Then we're asking you, like, what... What, what's, uh, what's going great? What is something that is worthy of sharing with others? And he says this, um, Let him who boasts, boasts of this and this only, that he understands and knows me. So, so there's, a, there's an encouragement, right, not just to follow commands, right, which we've talked about in different scenarios about how we should think through that, but, right, is the idea is that however... However, I can know God that I need to know him, that that is the thing that I should be after. Okay? That I'm the Lord who exercises loving kindness and justice and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. And what that means is that as I know him, I know those things. Right? I know the author of those things, the author of the person that gives loving kindness, right? Who exercises justice and righteousness on the earth. 
and then we will delight in those things. And then this, uh, then this other verse is one we've, we've talked about a ton, but I want to make sure for folks that know where this is, um, is this idea of like knowing God is life, right? And so this is really pivotal to our understanding of how God wants to uh, engage with us and that from the beginning when he created us, right, knowing him was life, that's never, that's never changed. And so his, in his, in his uh, when, when we were recreated, right, when we were born again, right, as uh, for those of us that are in him, that we, that we want to remember that, it, um, that these two things are not separate. So it's not like he gives me eternal life, knowing him is life. So as long as I know him, I have life. And this, is, this life will continue into the next age, right? This is life, an eternal type of life. It will not stop. And so wrapping our heads around that, right, is like, okay, so that makes sense to me as I'm thinking about why I might want to know him because that is the life that he's created me to live, a life that knows God and enjoys him, right? That, uh, that we're, uh, where God is speaking into and caring for all of the things that I could possibly uh, want or imagine. Does that make sense? So those are two seminal verses that we see both in the Old and the New Testament. So we're going to switch over into, um, into something a little bit more concrete about how um, about how I want to spend time with God. So um, we've talked, uh, uh, several of you are familiar with this kind of language. So this language um, is biblical, but the idea comes um, from J.I. Packer in his book, Knowing God. It's a great book, uh, particularly chapter three. If you don't read anything, just read that one and, and you're good. Um, but there's these four main metaphors, and I want to ask this question to you and begin get the juices flowing. As God is called our king, Right, our father, our shepherd, and our husband, and this would be the how how often he is referred to. So it's kind of put in uh, descending order. So he's referred to most as our king, the next most as our father, next most as our shepherd, and lastly as our husband. And so here's the question that I want to ask. All right, and I'll have I'll show you a little verse where Scripture speaks into this aspect of how what God can be for us. So, for instance, in um, in Colossians 1.13, and there's many verses, but this is one of my favorites. So it's talking about his kingship, how we would relate to him as king, right? For he rescued us from the domain of darkness, right? From a dominion, from a kingship, from a, um, from a kingdom of, that is about darkness, and he has transferred us, he has moved our citizenship from that country, that space, into a new country, right, of his beloved son. That you no longer a kingdom of the, uh, of the old country, but of the new. And so the question I have, and, I'll, uh, and I want you to sit on this as I just kind of touch on these real quick, is that what could a king do for me? If I would let a king, right, have his way in my life, what can a king do for me? It's a really, really helpful question when I'm thinking about how I want to spend time with God. If he is my king, what can a king do for me? In what ways would I engage it with a king if I had access to him? Does that make sense? Okay. So the same thing for a father. So this is the spirit that he's given us. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, right? That's what that your old life was about, fear. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons where we cry out, Abba, Father. So I have little kids, when they're scared... They run to dad, right? They run to mom. They know what he's good for, 
right? When they need something, right? How would we relate to a, to a good father? If we had access to a good father, what would, how would we relate to him? That we have that spirit within us that cries out in that way. In the famous Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This can also be translated, uh, I lack no good thing. What need would I have of a shepherd? If I had a shepherd in my life, how would, right, I, like, what, what would I want from him? How could he help me? And then lastly, a husband. Right from Ephesians 5, Paul's instructions to men, uh, to men and women, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she would be holy and blameless, so husbands also to love their own wives as their own body. He who loves his own wife loves himself. So we get this mirror here, both of, so if I'm the, um, if Christ is the husband and the church is his bride and that makes me his bride as well, look at what he wants, how he wants to relate to me. He wants to sanctify me. He wants to cleanse me, right, with, uh, with the, word, uh, the water of the word. He wants to present, right, me, in how I can be, right? Having no spot or wrinkle. So that is his work. And then it goes on to talk about some other things. Right, so I want you to, to think through that, right? Uh, around your table real quick. You know, what could, just pick one. Uh, I'll pick one for you. What would it matter if you had a king in your life that you had full access to? What would that look like? How would you spend time with a king versus somebody else? So kick that around real quick. All right. So, um, yeah, what were some, picking a chose king if you chose another one, what would, right, what would spending time with these people in their, in their office do for me? Somebody, somebody holler out. Knowledge that you gain. Say again. Knowledge that you gain. Yep, knowledge that you gain, right, from their expertise in that particular area. Yep. What else? So as opposed to just kind of, ah, I'll get back to you at some point, you know, we probably think about that a little different and then go into that space a little bit more reverently. I agree. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the access to like a king's power. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's central to a lot of our fears. Oh, I have access to somebody that's all powerful and wants to uh, give me things that are good for me. Right. Not necessarily things I want, <laughs> but give me things that are good for me. Yeah, one more. What would it matter? We talk about like like a king, like wanting to know what he's after, right? Like wanting to be a good, he's a good king, and right? To like help him. Yeah. yeah. Crazy asking as opposed to just giving my request to him, King. What do you want, <laughs> and how can I help you? Right? That they're that you're looking for feedback. Right? Excellent, excellent idea. So. Um, 
So here is a short list. I could have made this list much longer, but here's the needs of mine. I don't know what, what your needs look like. And this is not exhaustive, but this is just one off the top of my head. Um, you can add to this, right? So needs of mine, I am a fearful at times, right? I am uh, worried, those are different. Um, I'm concerned about different things. Um, I have uh, things that I think that I've done that are wrong that weigh on me. Uh, and that I'm ashamed of or have guilt for from time to time. Um, I need wisdom for things that I don't know how to do or handle, which is daily, you know? Like I've got ideas of how they can handle, but I don't know what the right way to do that is. Um, I have a, a great need to be loved, right? To be um, thought well of, to um, feel cherished and supported. Um, I have a need to be listened to and I have a need for like me to not be the only one that's like carrying the things that I'm carrying. Is anybody, is that a pretty good list for you as well? Yep. Right, double hands in the feet. So when we're looking at this list, if you wrote, wrote these things down real quick and we just had those four offices and I'm like, so who's the best person if I'm, if I'm fearful, like I, I need a king to protect me and that I can uh, ask things of. Right, if I'm worried, maybe I need a father. If I need protection, maybe I need a shepherd. Right, and so uh, I'm asking you to think through these things because the, that our time spent with the Lord really, uh, and the Lord has been uh, working, about me, working with me for a long time about this. He continues over and over again as the ways in which I engage him, he is, he is great in those spaces, but typically he's con the Holy Spirit is constantly reminding me, you know how much you like me in this capacity or the way I engage you? Like, I can help you with, like, with so many other things, and all of this stuff is about you letting me. So that if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm about to have a panic attack with a bunch of stuff in my life, and I'm like, what should I do? Can I call somebody? Should I cut the TV on? And God's like... I could, I could do this. I could help you. Right? And we're like, anyone else? Anybody? <laughs> anybody else? Is it just like if someone came into your life that can meet you that you don't know? It's not different, right? God, God is not, um, he's not absent from you, but we're still kind of just as awkward around him as we are with other people. And it takes some time, right, to spend time with him in regular ways. Just like if you, you know, go on a first date, Right? Or you hang out with somebody for the first time that's just a friend. Like you, you're intentional, hopefully, after that was super awkward, that like the next time, right, you're going to be really intentional about the things that we do. Right? And then what we find out is then that person then can be something to me that they weren't before. And so God's not different. There's not, this is, the way we overcomplicate this is we don't think about, uh, we often think about how God's different or just people's like, hey, just go have a quiet time, man. Just go pray. Just go read your Bible. Right? And those are not incorrect things, but they don't follow it up with, well, here's how you do that. <laughs> and here's some ways in which to engage with the Lord, just like we, we would if my son at some point, you know, asks a girl out and he's like, Dad, what do I do? Like when we go to the skating rink, like, well, how do I spend time with her to like get to know her? Right? And so I'm going to be a good dad and I'm going to not make fun of him and we're going to have like a good talk. Right? And I'm going to like, and as he looks back at me nervously, if I'm there, I'm like, yeah, but you can, yeah, you can do it. Right? And so God wants to be present with us in all of our stuff. 
right? We don't need to like take a number and we're waiting or whatever our conception is about when and how and why we, we connect with the Lord, that, we, that he's always available, he's always present, he always wants to help us in the thing, not like before or after it. Like he wants to be present like in your sin. He's there in your sin waiting for, to give you help. For the thing that you don't know how to do, he's there for that. To, if you'll just listen and ask the question, he will respond to you. That's what he's there for. God wants to be wanted. <laughs> and so when we're thinking about, it's not, there's not one right answer, it's all the answers. And I need to get creative, I need to start trying stuff. I need to think thoughtfully about the time that I spend with him, just like the time I spend with my wife, which is not much right now. <laughs> with the little one, right? But if I want to connect with her, like we've got to be intentional about it. Does it just happen? Just because I open my Bible doesn't mean that I'm going to have some good time with the Lord. Just because I have 15 minutes that I want to spend with him, I've got to figure out how to spend it and actually spend it with him, right? What should, what would or should be the result of time spent with anybody, like good quality time, right? When you really are benefiting from all, think about a friend of yours. Think about a relationship that you have. It could be your mom, your dad, a significant other, a really good friend that has a lot to offer you, right? What's the, what is the benefit when you actually tap into and actually accept and let them be all the things that they actually want to be for you? If you did that consistently, Right, what's the result of that? Some of you have felt this. Peaceful, Peaceful? yeah. Stronger relationship. Yeah, stronger relationship. I don't have to worry so much about when I engage them. I just go over there. We have people that just come into our house. That didn't happen the first time, <laughs> but they've been over there a lot. They know where all the stuff is, right? They put their stuff in the fridge. They take stuff out, right? They go in the back, like they don't ask. It's their house, right? Their family. What else? What else? What else would be the benefit of time spent? You become more like them. Yeah, you become more like them. It's, it's impossible. If you spend good time with the people, not just sitting next to them in the movie theater, <laughs> right, you're going to be like them. What else? I always ask that one more, that what else, one too many times, right? And you're like, I'm not saying anything else. All right, so here's, here's my list. And, it, and it, you could go here forever. I encourage you to start your list. So if you got something to write with, notes on your phone, take a picture, like do this exercise. What would be the result of spending time with God over a period of time? Because we don't spend time with him just because he tells us to. He says he's life. <laughs> That he's kind, that he's merciful, that he's all-powerful, that he loves you, that he wants to answer your prayers as they are in accordance with his will. So here's just four that come to mind and that I experience when I spend regular time with him. Is I have pro proper perspective on life, what it's about, what I should be doing, how I should feel about it, right? What's most important. Right, proper perspective about God, who he is to me, what he wants to be for me, what he, how he's working. 
and about myself, right? That I'm not condemned, that I'm loved, that I'm cared for, that I'm supported, that He's there for me when I'm struggling. Like He is active in that space. As I'm crying, He's rubbing my back and reminding me that it's going to be all right. That He's not running away. God, Rob's crying again. Oh, He's in trouble again. Like that's what He's there for. We're His sheep. He cares for us. He is not ashamed of you. He is not saddened by you. He is not irritated by you. Right? Do you need to be reminded of that? At no point is that the case, ever. He created you. I would be fearful for nothing and thankful. Not that I don't get concerned, but it wouldn't ever go to fear because before it got there, I would be talking to him about it. Not that I wouldn't struggle, right? But ultimately, I wouldn't be scared because I know who has me. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Present your request to me. That there's nothing that he doesn't want to hear about. There's nothing that he doesn't want you to ask him about. There's nothing that he doesn't want to do for you. Nothing. That we don't have to qualify it at all. That I would be abiding and the fruits of the Spirit would be evident. I wouldn't have to try to be patient or peaceful. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have, to get, have to give such effort um, to be good or kind. Because I see how He does it. I see how He's kind with me in the midst of my sin. He's like, Rob, what are you doing? <laughs> Here's some other ideas. Here's some other things. That's what you're believing is a lie right now. Like he is active in that space. So what are your thoughts about this? What would be be some things that would be um, true in your life? Be Be more generous. There's reasons why you're not the way that you want to be. Because we're not spending time with the person who can make it so. All right. So I want to end with this. What factors do I need to be to do? I need to be most aware of when I'm spending my time. So this answers basically all of the questions uh, that you guys asked before, right? So how do we uncomplicate things? And um, what was the one, Becca, that you? Um, yeah, how to make the most of my time. You know, why, does my, why does my time feel like it's not working? Mostly, so the first one that Lindell asked that we've all asked is, uh, is an expectation thing, right? That I've got to get clear my expectations of what should be happening when I spend time with the Lord. Because it's kind of a hodgepodge. Either we think it's just going to be the most magical thing we've ever experienced, right? Just, it's just, and it's just going to kind of happen and I, I'm waiting for it to hit me. Um, but typically, things don't work out like that in life, do they? Right? So we've got to set kind of a proper expectation. So here's the four things that I think are the start for us practically to kind of wrap our heads around what it looks like to spend good time uh, with our king, father, uh, shepherd, uh, and husband. So the first thing we need to be aware of is just the Holy Spirit's ministry to us. Right? What are the things that the Holy Spirit is there to do? So if we are in Christ, right, we have a Holy Spirit, and yet we grieve Him <laughs> consistently. We ignore Him. Um, so what, what is, just as you, 
you know, what you know, and I'll, like, I'll affirm that or like, not quite. Um, but what, what is the Holy Spirit's ministry to us? It's pretty vast, and we don't tap into much of it. He's a guide. He's a guide? Yep. Guide into what? Into truth. So he's trying to, typically we live off, we live out of a lot of lies. Okay, like we, the thing, we make decisions based on lies. Like very often. When we don't know what God's truth is. Or if we know it, but we choose to live off the lie versus what he says is true. So like if he says your identity, right, once you're in me, your identity is, right, an ambassador. That's what he says is true. How do we identify ourselves? Every way but. Right, so, to, so what the Holy Spirit is consistently trying to do to us is to lead us into truth. Rob, you're not, you know, uh, just X, Y, or Z. You're a child of mine. You are an ambassador of mine. You are loved. You are cared for. All right, what else is the Holy Spirit, the Holy uh, Spirit's ministry trying to do? So lead us into all truth. Guide us. Anything else? intercedes for us, right? As we don't know what to pray for, he's interceding for us, right? Taking us before the Father. Hey, you remember Keith? He has some needs right now. What else? Yeah, gives us clear vision. Right, gives us power, right? Strengthens us to get through the thing. There's many other things the place I would uh, uh, take you is John 14 through 16 is where most of the teachings about the Holy Spirit are. John 14 through 16. Right? To write that down, I need to know, because if that is a lot of who is guiding me during time that I spend with God, that I need to know what he's doing so I can recognize right, what's going on. One of the things that I tried to do to help recognize this is, have you ever kind of curiously, you know, throughout your day, been like given really good ideas and really helpful things like just kind of pop into your head (laughs) and i used to like kind of take credit for all that stuff oh i'm so creative oh this was my idea you know i'm even like writing like you know kind of maybe some lesson notes the holy spirit is active in that process like i'm dumb like i've tried to just like i can't get anything out and then just like oh look at that So when we're, when we're aware of that, right, we can give credit to where credit is due. That like I can recognize, like that increases my faith as I recognize what, where the Holy Spirit is active in my life. I was, had, a, uh, had a meeting with a guy on a Friday morning, and we just had a wonderful time, but I prayed for the Lord to bless our time, for the Lord to give me opportunity to speak into certain things, for the Lord to um, give me certain things to say and answer and it was really cool as I prayed those things specifically. And when I got done, I could say specifically, Lord, you answered every one of those prayers and you're active in that space. And that, like that, I, I want to pray to him more because I see that those prayers are answered, right? I see where he's active in that. So that was time spent. So a couple other things. Um, so we need to be aware of Holy Spirit's ministry, us, like where, where he's active. Second thing is God's availability. When is God available to you? All the time. Right? How do you act when like people that you like and know are available all the time? Like, do you just like, ah, I'll get to them later? <laughs> so it's not you're not with them twenty four seven, but like when you want them, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go hang out. 
I'm not going to keep myself from them. Right? God's available all the time. Is it like good time that he can be available for you? Like he's patient. Like he knows you got things to do. You got homework to do and you got jobs. So like he's patient as far as like spending some one-on-one time with him. But he's like, he doesn't have like weird office hours. Is that a barrier for you? I've talked to many people. I have this idyllic time that I can spend time with God and it's when the sunbeams are coming in a particular window. I've got my beverage of choice. I've got like eight hours to kill. And it's only in that, and it's only in that angelic space that I really can commune with the Father. Do you do any other relationships like that? Now, it's nice when you do. It's nice to set a mood. <laughs> it's nice to like, be in those spaces when you can. But you're not going to neglect spending time with your friend just because you know, everything's not perfect. And are you still going like, to benefit from the time that you spend with them? Oh, yeah. So God's availability, how you think about that, is really important. So this, this uh, second to last thing, the role of Scripture. All right, so we led off with that kind of question. So here is um, some common ways that we need to like, relate to Scripture, right? And I'll add one more that I didn't add. So the first thing is we've got to learn it. So we can be in kind of school with God. So that can be a way in which, right, that we relate to him, that we're spending time. God, teach me. Like if that's our posture, ask that question before you get into Scripture because then it is I'm aware of what like the Holy Spirit is leading me into. I'm aware of like that I'm trying to learn. And I'm aware that I want his wisdom. Right, so that transforms just reading to basically like being in a classroom with God, right? Is that spending time with him? Absolutely. So the second thing is, as I'm in a posture of learning it, right, I also need to be a posture of knowing it. Do you, do you have relationships with people where, let's say you know something, but when you spend time with them, they help you know it better? So let's say you're studying with a friend that knows accounting better than you do. And you go spend time with them, like, I kind of know it, but after I get done, you're like, man, that was so helpful. Thank you for helping me know that better, right? That is, right, spending time with the Father. What about living it? What about doing the things that I've been learning and then knowing better? What if I had a person beside me that's, like, coaching me through the application of those things? But I'm asking him. It's kind of like, uh, it's I've got, uh, I'm walking through the woods and I'm like, hey, you know, what's that tree and what's that bush, right? Like I'm actively engaging, it's time spent. I'm looking at, I spent time with the Lord while I'm walking down and I was like, Father, show me uh, your, your eyes for that person because I, I ha- I'm having a hard time not judging them. Like, can you teach me like how you see that person? And again, I'm spending time with the Father because I'm listening, I'm asking a question, I'm listening. So that's how we live that. And lastly, being reminded about. Right, so as I'm reminded about the things that I know, any of you need to be reminded about like mom's birthday or like that you have a dog? <laughs> right, about whatever. What's that guy's name again? Right, so, so much of when we, when we have learned it, when we know it, when we live it, like I, I, I have done all those things, but I spend time with the Father and with the Word to be reminded, right? Isn't that a great, a great aspect of a good friend of ours? They remind us about things as we spend time with them, right? And what's important, what matters. <clears throat> the last thing I would say, one more that I didn't add on here, is that Scripture can be training wheels for us. 
in every aspect. So if I need to know what to say, well, hey, saying Scripture is really, really helpful. If I need to know what to pray, praying Scripture is really helpful. If I need to uh, figure out how do I get my perspective from like everything's the worst and I'm stupid and ugly to uh, the Father loves me, what I might read some Scripture maybe that says who I am and what I should be thinking. And so it's training wheels to me, and I never get over needing training wheels. Right? And then this last idea is this idea of prayer as a function of faith. If you need $5,000 for something, are you going to go to the person who you think who doesn't have it and won't give it to you? Or are you going to go first to the person who has $5,000 and will give it to you if you ask them? It seems like a dumb question, but how, how would you answer? I go to the person who has the $5,000, right, and will give it to me. So this is why we don't pray. And this is a punch in my face. I don't ask God because I don't think He'll do it. But I ask Him every time if it's something that I, if I think He will. And so faith is a function of our prayer life. As the Lord has been humbling me and teaching me how to spend time with Him, and I'm more and more aware of what He wants to do in life, that He wants, like, if there's a person that I want to share Christ with, do you think the Lord is not going to open a door in that person's heart to share with them? No! Like, He doesn't want to do anything more than that. There's nothing on the face of the earth that He does not want to answer that prayer more than that prayer. And so as I'm thinking about that, then why am I not asking? And every time I ask, He answers that prayer. Every time. And so that is a big challenge to me when my prayer life is lacking, that I am, I am not, I, I don't have the faith that I need to ask him the things that I need to ask him. And that is spending time, that I literally am beseeching the Father for people, that I'm interceding, and that, and that takes time. If I need to, I've sat down with other people on someone's behalf, and I'm like, you should hire this person. They're great. You know, you're like, you're, you're interceding for them. I mean, that's exactly what you're doing, and that's what we do to the Father. That is good time spent. Moses intercedes for the people of Israel. He, they have created a heinous sin. He's given the Ten Commandments. He's brought them out of Egypt with a mighty hand. They have seen crazy stuff, and Moses is gone for, for a month, and then they build a golden calf, and God's like, uh-uh. No, no, no. <laughs> and Moses intercedes for them, and he says, blot me out of the book if you will just save this people. Take me instead. Right? He intercedes on their behalf because he knows the Father's character. He has spent so much time with him that he knows how to appeal to him. He is spending time with him in the ways that he needs to. All right. So um, that's a, a lot of stuff. So thoughts or, um, thoughts or questions. So just around your table, just to close, I just want to, anything, just any ideas that you found helpful, just share with one another. Uh, and then I'll, and then we'll uh, dismiss. <laughs> All right. Um, so be encouraged um, that you know most most of the journey to moving from where you are to spending better time with God is just how we think about it, right? And so. Um, what, what myself, um, Megan, uh, Cam, Chris, any of our uh, other adult leaders or a staff, like we're here. If you want to 
that you want to talk about specifically with us, like that's why we're here. Like we'll spend hours with you, helping you, like giving you ideas and walking you through things. Like please let us know how we can help um, do that. We'll do that with you. That was really helpful for me as people have done this with me. Hey, I've got a question about this. Can you show me what you do here? Um, and that has just been so helpful. Um, so don't think that you kind of suffer in silence, right? That's, that's what community is for. So let me pray for us. Uh, Father, we, um, we, we hear you, Father, that you're just saying in the gentlest, kindest, biggest smile, I just want to spend more time with you, and it'll make all the difference. I don't care when it is, how much it is, I just want to spend time with you and give you my life. And so, Lord, would we take you up on that? Would we begin just to uh, tinker with the time that we spend with you, that it, not, it isn't just reading a devotional, which is great. It's not just these things, it's all of these things, Father. That we can enjoy every aspect of relationship that you, that you um, give us access to. You are available to us, you love us, and you are all-powerful, all-wise, all-good. Help us remember that. And help us fight with each other as we spend time and celebrate uh, the goodness um, with you. We love you, Father, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.